Dinkin' Around with Eddie and Webby was not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Webby, and this is... I'm Eddie. Touch the tippies. I forgot we changed our screen size, so I, I gotta like bring my finger a little closer to my body here for the, the tip touch. <laughs> it, it is a weird uh, tip touching angle. Usually we can extend our arms longer when we touch the tips and I'm more comfortable when we touch the tips from a further distance from each other, but right. that's okay. It's all good with me. Uh, Webby, it's been a long time. It's been about eight or nine minutes or so since we last talked. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing quite well. How about you? Good. I didn't put my sunglasses on again. I don't know if it's my new headphones or if it's these sunglasses, but they freaking hurt. So <laughs> you guys at home, I'm really sorry if my eyes are moving around. It's because I have literally three monitors that I use to monitor the stream, but I can't do it. It just, it hurts. It hurts my brain. So I'm not doing it. I don't care. I don't care what you say. I know what you mean though. Like, I don't know if I, the funny thing is I did not change my headphones or my sunglasses over the past year or so, but I used to get real bad, like ear pain, like my upper ear side of my head would hurt really bad from wearing sunglasses combined with these headphones. But every episode, I'd say the last five episodes, I've had no issues. I don't know what happened. Maybe my, did my face change size or something? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It's weird. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you have a different size head now. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think that's got that's got to be what happened. That's the only logical explanation. <laughs> Literally, the only the only possible explanation is that your head size has changed, right? That's right. But uh, yeah, this is Dinkin' Around with Eddie and Webby, and uh, this show is raw, uncensored, unplanned, and this is probably the most unplanned episode we have ever done in the history of Dinking Around because typically we have at least a few topics to discuss. <laughs> we didn't discuss. One single topic to discuss, but we figured, you know what? Let's see what happens. Let's do the show. Let's see what happens. You know, and that's the thing is like, I know, Webby, you like to have a little bit more planned out. I like to just go raw and like not have anything planned and see where the conversation goes. So I'm especially excited about this <laughs> evening. And it's not nice. because I'm too Voodoo Ranger, uh, Juicy Haze I IPAs into the evening either. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I uh, I just recently cracked open my third as well. Oh, I'm. I don't know if I can do the third, man. I'm, I'll try, but I will try. Oh, and actually, Mary Henny asked, what are you drinking? Yes, yeah, so that's a good question. Uh, we are both drinking Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPAs from our friends at New Belgium. And for those of you guys out there, mm -hmm. support New Belgium. Here's why. They are mm -hmm. one of the first national craft beer brands that's getting into the pickleball world. And so... As you guys know, anytime there's a brand out there that's willing to take the risk in sponsoring Pickleball, we should take the risk in buying their product. And actually, with this product, there is no risk because it's good. Anything that New Belgium makes, you're going right. to like. Their beer, La yep. Folie, is one of my top sour beers of all time. So I've always been a big fan of theirs, and you guys will too. Check out New Belgium. And they're, they, they give us this beer for free, but they don't necessarily sponsor us. They're not paying us to actually talk about their beer just so you guys know right but uh i love the fact that they give us free beer yeah. and the fact that it actually tastes good too i mean that's a bonus i mean it actually it's actually good beer <laughs> yeah so i agree win 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 all around 
And uh, I don't know, for anybody watching on YouTube, on the video stream, how sexy is this pint glass? Oh, it's got the Eddie and Webby logo on it. I actually, uh, I was going to use mine, but I actually, I drank out of it last night when I was recording the next two episodes of the Around the Post show with Johnny Pickleball and Kyle Yates. So it was oh, dirty nice. when I went to get my, uh, my Brewery Vivant glass. Uh, I was going to grab that glass, but it was dirty. And not, not because of the content that we recorded on the Around the Post show last night, which was, <laughs> which was good. It was hot. Real hot. So hot. So instead of dirty, you wouldn't describe it as dirty, more hot, maybe spicy. Would you say it's spicy? Spicy, controversial, <laughs> a lot of opinions. Ooh. You know, I mean, like Webby and I, we're both, we're both pretty like moderate, level-headed guys. And then maybe there's like a couple topics that you and I kind of like, we might be passionate about. Would you, would you agree with that statement? But for the most part, we're like pretty, pretty moderate. Like we see both sides to everything. Yeah, I would I would agree. So like we, we butt heads from time to time on our opinions, but like what I love about it is we both hear each other out. We hear what the other person has to say. We'll say what we think. We'll tell each other if we think that they're stupid for what they think about it. <laughs> but uh, in the end, yeah, I, I, like we we see things from all sides, from all yeah, perspectives. We can yeah, we're both pretty pretty level headed. But when I yeah, when I do I would the, say so. when I do the around the post show, it's it's like it's a cool outlet for me because I don't, I don't necessarily agree with everything that Johnny and Kyle say. I'm not saying I disagree with it, but I don't necessarily agree with it. And I certainly don't necessarily agree with it to the extent that they do, but it's fun to produce a show like that because it's just not something I've ever done before. But I know that I've already received people, you know, being like, Oh my God, I can't, I can't believe you you know, I can't believe you, you believe the stuff in that show. And it's like, I don't, it's not, that's not, it's not necessarily my opinions coming through. I'm just producing the show and it's right. their opinions. And like, w that's one thing that I think I've realized this, this country is at like this horrible tipping point of where we've lost sight of the fact that two people can disagree on something, but like still be really good friends, still love each other, still be mm -hmm. neighbors, still be, be friends. I, I saw an article recently and I don't, I'm not going to make this about politics and what I, who I voted for or anything like that. That's not what we're talking about. But the article was about a guy who his neighbors were very big Trump supporters. And he's like, I don't know how to deal with the fact that they were nice enough to come and plow my driveway for me without me asking. It's just like a neighborly thing. Almost like, almost like, uh, a, uh, you know, I should hate them because they voted for somebody that I'm, that I'm so opposed to. So how do I handle the fact that they did something like really nice and neighborly for me? It's like, just be nice and grateful. Like it doesn't, why do you, what, right. what's the problem? Like, I don't understand what, yeah. what, what the issue is. Yeah. That's, that's something that I like, I can't stand about the current state of what's going on right now. Um, like the whole cancel culture thing mm -hmm. really bothers me. Like, I, like I hate the fact that if you disagree with somebody, you have to hate them. Like that's, mm -hmm. that shouldn't be the case. You're going to disagree with people. Like people have differing opinions. That's the whole like freedom of speech and things like that. Yeah. Like 
I mean, obviously, if it's like if somebody agrees in like hating people and killing people, obviously that's yeah. not something that you should ever condone or agree with. But I mean, there's it's just uh, it's crazy. The whole cancel culture, the cancel culture thing has to stop. I mean, it's getting ridiculous. I mean, we're also like, we're people, seeing if, pickleball. Yeah, well, go ahead. No, I, yeah, I was just gonna I was gonna elaborate further. Like it, it just it's it's just, I hate the fact that if people disagree with another person that you feel like you have to be enemies. Like why not be able, like, why, why can't you be friends with somebody that has differing beliefs? Like, mm -hmm. why is that a problem? Yep. Oh, we got a comment here from Lauren McLaughlin says, depends on what, depends what the disagreement is about. I, I mean, I, I guess there might be certain things that could be irreplicable. I'm trying to think of, of, do you know of a situation that somebody might disagree with you about something that might be, I don't know what the irreplicable, something that you couldn't, you wouldn't be able to get to the point to where you could be friendly with them or, or still have a friendship or relationship with. Uh, I mean, like what I said, like if, uh, if you're friends with somebody that murders somebody, I mean, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be hard to forgive. <laughs> I mean, like racism, obviously if somebody yeah. that's like blatantly racist, obviously that's, that's something you can't forgive. Um, things like that. But I mean, I don't know. It's, there's a lot of things going on that, uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's crazy. It's just crazy. I, I, I guess I just rarely come across people in my life or in my paths that are like that. Maybe I'm lucky or maybe I'm naive, but I don't, I typically don't come across people that are like that. And so I don't know, I guess I just don't really see too many circumstances where people will have a belief on something that would get to the point of where it's like, I hate you or I'm not yeah. going to talk to you. That's the other thing too, that I I've, I've seen a trend of a lot of people and even some very close people to me who on Facebook, they'll go through and they'll like unfriend a bunch of people who are sharing or offering beliefs that are different to them. And I, and that's, that's kind of the, the opposite of what I like to do. I want to know what other people are thinking. I want to know what's, mm -hmm. what's being put out there. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I get annoyed with extremes on either end of the spectrum, but it's like, why wouldn't you want to know what those people believe or why they believe what they believe or, or what lens they see the world through. Isn't that, isn't that kind of important? And so to block everybody yeah. out that that disagrees with you, it's like, that's, you're kind of missing the whole, the whole point of being a human. It's to, it's to connect. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I blocked everybody off Facebook that I disagreed with on something, I wouldn't have any <laughs> Facebook friends. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree though. Cause I, I have friends that are, like, I don't, I don't want to get too political, but I have mm -hmm. friends that are hardcore Trump followers. Mm -hmm. I have friends that are hardcore Trump haters. Yep. And there are days where I, like, I, I check out their profile to be like, okay, I want, I'm curious to see what they think about what's going on in the world right now with their perspective and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And s some of the people, like, I'm still Facebook friends with, but I don't necessarily follow. So I don't, like, I don't get alerts anytime they post things, but there are times where... I'll go to their account and be like, okay, I'm curious to see what, what, what they're thinking, what they're saying about what's going on in the world right now, because it's crazy how, how different the opposing sides are. Mm -hmm. And my whole take on the whole thing is like, I, I hate the two party system. I hate yeah. the fact that people are hardcore Republican 
or yeah. hardcore Democrat. Like, I feel like you don't have to pick one no. or the other. Like, I, I, I wish third party candidates had a fair chance. In fact, like that's who I've voted for uh, in the past. Is like I, people say I waste my vote when I vote for a third party candidate. But if if enough people vote for a third party candidate, they get a more fair chance in the next election. People don't realize that, and I wish people did because that that would make a huge difference. I think. Well, and I agree with you. And it's also like, all right, you wasted your vote. You're like, well, I don't care. I don't really like. I didn't want my vote to go to maybe necessarily any of the other candidates anyway. So I don't. I don't care that I wasted it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's just it's a waste of a vote. Like for what? What do you mean it's a waste of a vote? If I don't if I don't want either one of the other two to win, it's not a waste of a vote because right. I don't want either one of them to win. Like what? What's yeah? What? What? Do, I don't understand what that means. Right. It's like it's people saying like, oh, well, if you if you don't vote for what I like, who I want to vote for, you're you're wrong. You're you're a yeah. horrible person. Yeah. And it goes you're, on both sides. Like it's it's not yeah. like. Not Democrat or Republican. Both sides do the same exact thing. If you don't vote for who I'm wanting to vote for, you're a horrible human. You, so you hate Lauren, our country. <laughs> Lauren says, can I get on this or question mark? Um, Lauren, reach out to us on Facebook here. And what do you say, Webby? Think we should bring her on? Get Lauren McLaughlin's opinion here. Let's do it. But just so you know, Lauren, we're like, we're no more politics talk. It's only pickleball from here on out. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Lauren, I'm going to send you how you can connect to us. And Webby, why don't you talk for a minute here? And uh, all right. We'll see. But uh, we've already talked way more politics than I've ever wanted to talk on our shows. Um, so I want to bring up something that's been super fun. And I have been doing this series called Webby versus Everybody. And basically what it is, is it's me versus somebody else in singles and pickleball. It started off with me doing people uh, much higher level than me. Um, but the next couple episodes that get released are going to be people that are closer to my skill level. So it's, uh, it's going to be very interesting because you, you really will not know Who's going to win until the episode ends? Um, so I'm very curious. Like people tuning in, like let me know. Like what what do you like? What do you prefer? Do you like seeing me play against people closer to my skill level, to where uh, it's going to be a very close match, or do you prefer when I play against a pro player, to where I'm likely going to get destroyed, but at the end they're going to give me some advice on what I should work on to improve my game? Because I see the value in both. Because I think it's fun to see a close competitive match. Um, but what's really cool is when I play against the pros, the the last couple uh, I'd played against Zane where he did half court versus full court where I could hit anywhere on his side of the court, but he could only hit on the side that, that the score dictated. So it made it definitely more difficult on his side. And the match was pretty close. And then for game two against Zane, I used the pickleball paddle. He used a ping pong paddle, <laughs> and uh, and that was a very close match. In fact, it looked like I was going to beat him easily, but he ended up making a comeback. And for anybody that hasn't watched it, uh, you should definitely watch it because you don't like it's it's pretty close. It's neck and neck till the end. You don't know who's going to win. And uh, should I give a spoiler about the next pro I'm going to play with, or should I should I not do that quite yet? What do you think? Well, I I, I might have just ruined it anyway because I posted <laughs> uh, something and Ross Thalen said uh, 
Sinkola is closer to your level with like laughing <laughs> hysterically, right? Well, I don't, I don't know why he's laughing hysterically, but yeah, <laughs> in, in an upcoming episode, I will be playing against John Sinkola. And it wasn't easy. I mean, anybody who watched the World Pickleball Championships knows he defeated Tyson McGuffin and he actually beated him. Uh, beated him. Yep, he Be- beated him. He beat him. <laughs> 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 oh man. That's yeah. Great. But I think I think you all get the point. But it's it's a super fun match and one of the one of the closest matches in the Eddie versus uh, ah, um, it's not Eddie. It's Webby. I don't even know my own name anymore. But <laughs> you you asked the question earlier. I I would love to see a hybrid. I think it'd be cool if you played against a pro. They beat your ass like they always do, and just make you look like just like the the a whipping boy out on the court like they have in every every single time, and just destroy you. And then and then they tell you <laughs> what you did wrong, and then you play somebody closer to yourself, and then actually see like what you know, what, what you can do with it. That might be kind of cool. Well, if you tune into the next two episodes, I will be playing maybe even three episodes. I like one of, uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but the, okay. at least the next two episodes are people closer to my skill level. And, uh, it's, it's going to be good, close competitive matches. And I'll leave it at right. that. I'm excited. Do you know what else I'm excited for? What's that? We got a guest. And oh really? Um, yeah, I she she has been hot posting a lot of uh, a lot of topics on the pickleball forum lately and different things, and so I'm ready to see what she has to say. And that is our good friend Lauren McLaughlin. How are you, Lauren? Nice. Okay. Oh hey guys. What's going? How's it on? going? I just want to say also I was wearing this before you guys took me on so i'm just saying wasn't planned already was wearing it all right that's cool um yeah what's going on uh webby's smashed so that's clear mm-hmm. so like, is that, is that, say word. Is that trump <laughs> trump and pence on your shirt that i see or yeah what? yep yep it is this is pet this is pence and this is trump yep yep nice good eye good eye I like how you've learned how if I'm uh, if I've reached smashed level or not by now. <laughs> oh, that- dude, I've I've known since high school. I mean, since college. Uh, when you get because you do you have a tipping point, right? Have you have you learned that, Lauren? Yet is is oh oh yes, I know my tipping point very well. But I yeah. think Eddie, are you a little are you a little a little tipped too here? We tipped. Um, I'm at I'm at like a four and a half. Oh, all right. Yeah. What Webby's a seven? I I felt myself reach that tipping point about halfway through the Chris Miller episode of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I love it! Yeah, you guys were talking a a little too much politics. I had to get in here and actually stop it. So it was too much. It was way too much. (laughs) It was too. But we didn't. My favorite is Eddie was like, "I don't. I'm not going to get into politics. I don't want to talk politics." And then it was just like. 10 minutes of politics. But we weren't talking about that. We were talking like, cause we- Webby and I have not, well, I guess Webby did share who he voted for in the last election. Not the, not this one, but four years ago, but we never really talked about who we supported or who we agree with. We talked about the, the toxic culture that is surrounding politics right now, not necessarily about 
our political beliefs True. and what's right and wrong. I do feel like the pickleball community as a whole generally, I feel like tries to stay fairly neutral about a lot of topics mm-hmm. for better or worse is everyone's opinion. Um, I couldn't keep quiet if I wanted to. So it's, it's a curse, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Have you always been like that? Um, no, probably as I've gotten older, I've just been like, F it. Like, I'm not going to waste my time like placating to people or trying to like cater to other people, especially if it's something that I really believe in. But I did, I did appreciate that you said I was all over the forum this week because I have, I've been on the forum more than like in my entire last like three years of being a forum member, which is crazy mm-hmm. because I was just gonna say like this week, especially I just feel like the pickleball world imploded on itself about Zane's serve, about the PPA ruling the serves out for the pro division, about USA pickleball, about the UTPR rating. Like everyone just decided this week is the week to just lose your minds about whatever you have a problem with. Yeah. And some other people were like, oh, hey, this crazy thing's going to happen this week too. And I was just like, what's actually happening? But I feel like the thing is too, and I know you mentioned the show you're helping with, but I feel like my main takeaway is I am hearing slash seeing a lot of bitching and not a lot of how do we fix this? What are your suggestions? Would you like to be involved in helping make this better? Like, that's great. Like a hundred percent there's things that are flawed and systems that are flawed and need to be fixed as everywhere else in life that exists. And I'm just like, great. Do you want to be a part of the solution then? Because I don't like get on the internet and rant to your little heart's desire. But what does, did that change anything? Did that what did that make it better? Do you feel better now? Like I don't understand. Is there a specific topic you're referring to? I mean, I think I guess probably the main one would be like the USA pickleball or like the UTPR ratings. Like like pickleball, I and the other thing that drives me crazy honestly is people that compare pickleball to other very well-established, very well-funded professional sports like the NFL, the NBA, baseball, like MLB. Like, Mm -hmm. we are not those things. I don't understand what's hard about understanding that. Like, pickleball is still so tiny and so small and so insignificant. We, We all don't think that because we play pickleball, so we're all, like, psychos about it. But... Nobody else outside pickleball cares, which is the like bottom line problem behind everything that's a problem in pickleball is that like you don't have the money, you don't have the funding, you don't have the people that care to make it better or to come in because it's like all the USA pickleball people are like, I don't know if they get paid, but like probably like volunteer positions that they're doing out of the goodness of their heart to grow the sport and everything. So people that are just like, oh, this is the worst organization to ever exist. Like, this is the governing body, blah, blah, blah. Like, 
I'm sorry, did you, have you reached out to the USA Pickleball and asked how you can be more involved? Like, what are the processes that they go through? What are their policies? Get whatever, is there like, whatever, whatever the case may be. And I'm just like, people to be like, oh, well, it's just, it's the same as in the NFL where blah, 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 whatever you have to say after in the NFL doesn't matter because it's not the NFL. We're not the same. There's not the sponsorships. There's not the viewership. There's not the television channels. Like nothing is the same. Like I get it. Yes, it's a sport. We have pros that are playing, but guess what? Like those pros can barely even just play pickleball to make a living. They're not signing multi-million dollar contracts. They don't have all this behind them. Like the, it's like, do you guys get what, do you get what I'm saying? I totally understand what you're saying. I, and, and I agree with you. It's not the NFL. It's not the NBA. It's not the MLB for sure. But I do think that if we're going to get there, we have to treat it like it's a serious sport. And I do think that experimenting with rules on the professional level is a, a risky move. It's, it's a move that, that I understand if you want to have separate rules from the amateurs and the pros, that there's going to be some, some value in that. And, Mm -hmm. and also too, it's like, you know, what do they say when you're, you're working up the corporate ladder, you're trying to grow, you know, you dress Mm -hmm. for the job that you want, not for the job that you have. And I think that if we want pickleball to get where it is saying things like it's not there yet, may be true, but not it's not helpful. It's not beneficial. I don't, I don't think it, it's, it's. I think it's just more, I completely agree. I understand what you're saying. And I think that it's true. Like if we want it to ever get there, but again, like I hate to be like a true devil's advocate, but like, do you realistically think pickleball will ever be on the level of the NBA or the NFL? Well, no, just like tennis will never be, just like racquetball will never be. It's, it's, it's that type of sport is never going to have the mass appeal and the mass marketing abilities as some of these larger sports, but it doesn't so mean it's just, that. I understand. No, I understand. I get what you're saying. And I feel like that's one of the things though. Like if you're going to bitch about these rules and everything, like one, I don't well, think. I, I, I think, I think what would help on is if maybe we went from generalities to specifics here rather than yeah no totally yeah yeah so like if you're saying like the the let rule the drop serve specifically seem to be the most talked about rule changes even though i think there's a bunch of other like little ones no one seems to care about it's the three right it's it's drop serve it's let serves playing and it's the and then like that the, covid the covid serve, serve that yeah yeah, yeah whatever it's kind of it's, it's kind of mixed up because it's like zane everybody talks about zane it really has nothing to do with the serve it has to do when the ball is in play with the new covid rules but yes. but technically it's it's to allow for a serve like what what zane has been doing which i got to say is super innovative and freaking awesome by the way yeah so i think that i mean i think what zane is doing is like a separate topic in that I think that's like in a whole other bubble of discussion about should he be doing this? Should we allow that type of thing? What were the intentions of the game? Like it goes against what the the integrity of the game, blah, blah, like 
that's all people's opinion in my matter. Like, there's a, this whole, like, that's against the, the, what the sport was always supposed to be. Like, who's, who said that? Like, that's your, there, that's there's a level of speculation in anybody that said yeah, that. If you, that's if you can't. completely assumptive yeah. about, like, whatever but there there is speculation but but if if you if i may relate there there is speculation in that obviously because we weren't there when the rules were created but i do think the fact that the rules were not just the you can serve however you want there was intention behind we want to make sure that people are serving overhand so although it's speculation to say that they never intended the serve to be a, a a weapon i do think it's okay to be able to deduce from the rule that there was there was thought and consideration put into we want to make sure there is a rule out there that only allows for an underhand serve because we don't want it to be like tennis. I'm not, I'm totally about like, I don't necessarily think you should be allowed to serve overhead. That's like whatever it is, but to be like, Oh, someone's serving too hard or now they're putting spin on the ball. And like, that was never supposed to be the case. Like, shut up. You don't know that. That's like, you're just mad that you didn't think of it first, frankly. Mm-hmm. But two, like, so to get back to the actual rules, like, I am a USA Pickleball member because it, I think like a lot of people, I am because I've played tournaments before or I want to play certain tournaments and you have to be a member. So that's fine. It's like $20. I, p- people spend more on coffee in a week than they spend on a USA Pickleball membership. So the cost I don't think is the issue. I understand that people are like, well, what does it do? Why do I have to be a member? All this other, all these other questions. But I do feel like, again, I speak from someone that has not looked into this. I have not delved into how USA Pickleball works, how they were created, the boards, the whatever, like I am speaking as someone that like, I have not done my research. So let me just preface that. I do think that there needs to be a little more transparency in either allowing people to come to board meetings that are certain types of board meetings. Maybe if it's like a specific thing, a lot, I think they should solicit, you know, member comments, opinions, when things are happening, like what's a, And they might do that already. Like, I don't even know that. Like, maybe when they're thinking about different rules, they do, like, maybe people do send them in. I don't know. Like, again, haven't looked into it. So I just feel like, again, though, people like me, if I were to go out there and just, like, lose my mind about how terrible they are and this and that and why didn't any players give their input, I don't know that that's the case because I haven't done my due diligence. So like, if I want to speculate about what has or has not happened, I feel like I owe them the courtesy of doing the research and being like, hey, so-and-so that's on the board, like, what was your process doing this? Like, did you talk to players? And my guess is they did. There's no way just a group of five people on a rules committee were like, we're going to shut ourselves in a room, guys, and no one else is going to talk about it and we're just going to come up with whatever rules we feel like are cool. Like there's no freaking way. Like they absolutely like solicited opinions from refs, players, everybody, I'm sure tons. So I'm just like, I feel like we owe these people the respect of like figuring 
out what actually is the reality versus what we think it is, and then bitching or not bitching accordingly based on the reality of what is the situation. And I feel like to just like throw a group of people under the bus so wildly over something when a lot of the people don't know what the actual process was to make this happen. Like this isn't an overnight process. It's like a year long thing where they're like doing research and whatever into what might be a new rule that would be good for next year. And I just feel like the, that's the thing too, is like so much of this, like the drop serve, I think the thought process behind that was to make it more accessible to people that maybe for whatever reason, you know, can't serve the regular way or have a disability or whatever. Like, I think that one, like, but, but we have other rules for people with disabilities, right? And I've played in tournaments against people that are in a wheelchair and they're allowed two bounces, right? So I don't, I don't necessarily foresee or, or, or think that there's any harm in us having different rules for those who might not physically be able to have the ability, but that's not what the drop serve rule, what it was, it was just a, a, a global rule. And, and to kind of go back to a point that you made, Lauren, and I know Webby, we're, we're kind of making it about us right now. I definitely want to include you in here. Webby's but, sobering up real yeah. fast over there. <laughs> I actually I mean, have a point what, I want to bring up. So after, it, after Eddie makes whatever stupid point he's yeah. about to make, I have something I want to bring up. <laughs> well, I think, I think all I'm saying is that, uh, the, you you mentioned that uh, the the USA pickleball was um was making w wasn't just making rules flippantly without consenting other people and i don't know but the fact that i don't know as a member of the USA pickleball organization i think is is where i see the problem and the fact that i think and i don't remember the exact number but there was less than 1% of all pickleball players are even members of USA Pickleball tells me that there's a lot of, for example, I don't know that I would be a member if it wasn't for the fact that I had to be in order to sign up for tournaments. So, okay. So what's so, the percentage of pickleball players that are tournament players versus just rec players? Well, I'm, I'm sure, but, but, but I, I think, I think you're also kind of helping to drive the I point home. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I think you're also driving the point home where if if let's let's say that only one percent or or a half a percent of pickleball players actually play in tournaments, then that means that only half a percent of pickleball players are USA pickleball members because they want to be. So the more people that are actually tournament players actually drives the number down of people who are part of USA pickleball because they want to be and not because they have to be in order to be able to sign up for tournaments. Do you think though, that the reason it's so small one, I think the fact that so many of that, however many million people play pickleball are strictly rec players. Mm -hmm. They couldn't tell you the, probably all the little rules if they wanted to don't even know who the pro players are. Never heard of them. Don't care. Like, take all of them out. And I feel like it's probably not so wildly skewed, but to your point, I do agree that I, 
and I don't know if this is on USA Pickleball versus the player, but I think a lot of players, myself included, probably have not done the research into everything USA Pickleball does for the sport. Like, what is my money going towards? What right. is it? What are they helping? How are they growing, et cetera? So I don't know if that's kind of they need to be more vocal or more transparent about getting that information out there because yeah. I think a lot of players don't know. It, that, I, think I think you nailed people it. Yeah. think and, like, oh, yeah. I got to pay 20 bucks to play in this tournament. Like, it's just stupid. Like, what do you guys even do? Like, they do a lot. And I feel right, but, like but, that's... Right, but we don't know about it. That's the thing is like... We, well, exactly. Like, I, I don't know what they do. I mean, Webby, you know, you're you're an ambassador and obviously you're an ambassador for great reasons because you're helping promote the sport. And I think if anything that I know that the USA Pickleball does as a governing body is they have the ambassador program. And I think that's fantastic. I love that 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 exists. What what's your take on that, Webby? Yeah, I think the I think USA Pickleball, I'm trying to get used to saying USA Pickleball instead yeah. of USAPA because that's so what hard burned into my brain. Uh, they definitely have good intentions. I absolutely believe that. Um, I've, uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk serious right now without sounding like I've had too much to drink. Um, you can do it. I believe in you. Yeah. No, but I do believe that the USAPA has good intentions. Um, there may be people part of USA pickleball in higher up positions that maybe don't have quite as good of intentions as the majority of people that play pickleball have. Um, one thing I want to bring up, like something that uh, I can't remember where I saw this, but somebody brought up that like when the originators of pickleball created pickleball, they literally were using a wiffle ball. <laughs> yeah. So like when it comes to the drop serve, if you drop a wiffle ball, it's not going to drop more than like maybe two or three inches. So like it's not even possible to return a ball if you drop it, if you're playing with a wiffle ball. Pickleballs this day and age are way different than the wiffle ball that the originators of pickleball were using. So so, so you're saying that you, you think that they, that they would have allowed for a drop serve when they originally created the rule if the ball would have bounced a little bit higher? I do. And like yeah. the current pickleballs of today, like it doesn't matter how tall you are, that ball is not going to bounce super high. So like I like I am totally like I I've watched all of Steve Peranto's videos. Steve Peranto is the reason why the drop serve exists today. I'm a huge fan of Steve Peranto. I've watched all his videos and I totally agree with him. Like it it makes it to where if everybody were to do the drop serve and I think some people are hoping that the drop serve becomes like the serve. Not a, I'm not 100% sure if I want that to be the case but i know some people think if the drop serve was the only serve allowed that it would be a big equalizer and it wouldn't be uh it wouldn't be the dominant thing that uh, people think it's going to be and a majority of people that like started using the drop serve they're seeing that it's not quite as dominant as people were afraid it was going to be and uh i've seen a lot of people on the pickleball forum that say like oh man like i I use the drop serve and I ace my serve 80% of the time. And I've challenged people that said that to send me a video proving that they can do that. And not one of them has been able to do it. So I don't think the drop serve is going to cause people to ace crazy consistently. 
like some people say that they can. Um, I am not a good pickleball player. Anybody that's watched my my pickleball videos can see that I'm not a great pickleball player, and nobody, uh, so hardly anybody has has been able to ace me with the drop serve. I there was one instance where somebody used the drop serve. They also hit the net, and I didn't run up for it only because I'm not used to. The, mm-hmm. the the no let serve yeah. thing like, that's taken a while that's taking a while yeah. to get used to for sure yeah that was the only reason i didn't return this serve is because they hit the net so i like instinctively kind of like stopped myself and then i was like oh shit i need to this is legal i need to return the serve and but it was too late i couldn't return the serve so i have i've had one ace uh when somebody used the drop serve but it was because they hit the net and i forgot about the new no let serve thing but other than that, well, I feel nobody... like there's a reason no pros are using it. I mean, well, that, they that's not, could have so, by now. So that's not true. So I, I didn't see any not pros. Consistently. That, not consistently. I agree with you. But to say that no pros are not using it is not true. And we have seen some of the pros practicing with it. I think that right now, especially at the very competitive matches, we're not seeing them because it's not an, it's, it's not a habitual shot yet. But when I was at the Winter Classic where there were some pros playing 5-0, I did see them using it. And it's because I don't think there was as much of a, of a, a you know, pressure to, to perform at the level that they needed to. So that just shows me that it's because it's not, it's you not think part they're of their still wor- They're still working on it? They're still, they're still working on it. They're still doing it. But we've seen videos. I've seen videos of Tyson, and I've seen videos of Johnny Pickleball practicing it. And, I mean, Tyson has a tough serve as it is. I think the drop serve is going to give him more of an advantage. Uh, same thing with Johnny. I think that they both have tough serves to begin with and the drop serve is going to give them more of an advantage. And, and I don't know that giving that advantage is worth the beginner players who are unable to get the ball in that really big box on the other side of the court from them. I, I just don't, I don't necessarily see the value but but even going beyond that though it's it, I, I think what's happening right now is we're seeing a lot of t- conversations on the pickleball forum that are that are kind of combining things and in, in grouping them into things that don't necessarily belong you can have your opinion on the drop serve the let serve and the covid serve right but that's separate from why are these rules being initiated from what is their transparency from should tournaments be allowed to determine whether or not they're going to to the USA Pickleball's decision to make any non-sanctioned tournament not affect your UTPR rating, to uh, page one of the the Pickleball handbook basically stating that if you're a non-sanctioned tournament, that these rules are guidelines and you're free to use them however you want. And I think that there's, it's almost like there's all of these topics kind of like exploding into one. And that's where I think it's good to to disseminate those and and speak to them Mm -hmm. on their own individual bases. Yeah, agreed. And I think, again, I think it comes down to everyone wants a quick fix for this or like a, oh, like let's just like throw out the UTPR rating system and like someone's got to have a better idea, like just do that, which like speaks, is that like Webby earlier, like the two-party system is garbage get mm-hmm. rid of it and start over but like that's never gonna happen it's the same thing with these things and pickleball like you just can't throw it out and start over like 
you probably could, but it's just not going to happen. So it's like there, I mean, I think a lot of people, unfortunately, in the days of social media and the internet, like they feel like their biggest tool to make a difference is bitch about this online. Like that's going to move the needle. And I feel like why don't people start doing their research into like what does USA Pickleball do? Like what? how can you be involved? Write a letter to the president of USA Pickleball. Like let them know this. Like how many times have we seen, you know, you know, petitions or whatever, like put a, start a petition to like make things more transparent or write a letter to the entire rules committee and be like, Hey, as a pickleball player, like I'm wish there was more transparency. Do you think in the future, like this can change and there will be a way to, and they might already be having these conversations. Like we don't know. And well, a, like we don't know though. That's the problem is we don't know. But again, there's no transparency. Do, I think Byron Frezzo commented on this like earlier on. But again, it's the same thing where like you can't call up Apple and be like, Apple, I want to come to your board meeting. Like, but that's tell a me private, what you do. That, okay, that that's a publicly owned company though, where you have the choice to become a shareholder in if you want to play in a tournament. You don't have a choice. And USA Pickleball is a governing body. I don't think it should be much more than that. I love the ambassador program. I personally think it should exist in a different in a different entity, but they are a governing body, which means they should be tournament neutral. They should not have millions of dollars. They should spend their money on 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 setting rules and guidelines for organizations to be able to to use. And outside of that, I think is an overstep of the reach of, of what a governing body should do. Do you think there should be like, almost like USA Pickleball should become more of like ambassadors, grants, pro, almost like a nonprofit type thing. And then like somebody else should be like, these are the rules and this yeah, is what 100%. you do. And here's the governing body. 100%. Okay. I, let, I'm, I, can, I can get on board with that. I think that maybe that's the thing too, that like is so annoying about pickball right now is I feel like everybody just like does their own thing. And it's just like, Oh, instead of helping USA pickleball or like making maybe that happen, someone else is going to be like, Oh, I'm just going to start my own thing. And then like, and now we have like two competing things and there's, we've seen that happen with certification programs mm -hmm. and Ways to do like people are just like, Bleh, I'm going to do my own thing then. Like, and yep. then it's just like, oh, great. How does that help anybody? Now we just are fracturing into like smaller things where we need to, the whole point is we need something that works. Some one thing that works well that everybody can get behind and support and does the job the way that it needs to be done for the sport. So I feel like I've seen a lot of talk on the forum of like, oh, someone should just start their own governing body or like, oh, we should just do this. Like, what does that help? Like who, where does that get us? Like what, and then half the tournaments are, you gotta be a member of this thing. And then half the tournaments are this or what? Like, 
that doesn't help anybody in my mind. And so I'm well, just I mean, like, there's, there's, there's no perfect leagues. solution. Yeah. But I mean, if you, it, you know, and, and I know you don't like it when people compare things to NFL or, or MLB, but I think that we, we have to use other professional sports as, uh, as parts of it the depends conversation. It on the context. It, yes. It, it's, it's some, sometimes they have to come into context and sure. there's within the MLB, right? You have different rules between the, oh my God, why, why is it off my brain right now? Between the, what are the two parts of Major League Baseball, Webby? The American League and the- And the National League. National League, there you go. Designated Hitter is an example of of Yeah, I contribute, I contribute have, to this podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah. Different rules. Um, with, with, you know, uh, with basketball, there's different three-point lines between- college versus um uh the women's nba versus the professional nba versus high school for um what am i trying to say the mlb also has farm leagues and those farm leagues may potentially have different rules there's different leagues at different tiers of play and i think that i agree with you if there was one one entity that all they focused on were rules and referees and then from there it was how do you want to expand on that? I, I think is valuable. I played a skinny singles and a singles tournament this past summer that would had no affecting had no effect on my rating at all. They didn't follow USA Pickleball's rules. And it was fun as hell. Webby did a dink tournament that that was not part mm -hmm. of USA Pickleball. So I think that what what what's happening is there's almost this like dichotomy, not dichotomy, there's like this you either follow our rules and you're sanctioned. Or you're not, and it doesn't mean shit to us. And that's the part where it's like, well, what what do you expect people to do then? They're only going to come up with their own ranking or rating system because they don't feel like that's a fair way to be able to address pickleball. So for all the reasons that I agree with that some people are just flippantly and without context really bitching about things that are happening within USA Pickleball, I also don't think that USA Pickleball is doing themselves any favors by not being my, more transparent, by not addressing these issues, and by not looking at themselves as simply a rules committee governing body, and that's it. I agree. I think that they're... And that's the thing, too, is, like, we, we are such a young sport still. Like, how long has the USAPA even existed? Yeah. Like, a handful of years, probably, compared to... Other things that have, have like, there are kinks to work out. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. And I do agree that as an organization, they have some work to do. And I think my thing, I guess, is I know a lot of people personally that are involved with them or that are on, you know, one of their boards or works very closely with them obviously like byron frezzo and don stanley both very heavily involved with usa pickleball what goes on there what they talk about all that kind of stuff so i think there's probably a lot more people than people realize that are involved in some way with mm -hmm. the decision makings that aren't necessarily a uh a positioned person or a board member there. There's a lot of people still giving input and on those discussions. And so I feel like there is like, 
but I feel like we have to, like, it's just such a tough thing because like, yes, the rating system is very flawed. USA Pickleball as an organization is very flawed, but we, I feel like we also need to give them like the space and the room and the support to do better. And I feel like anybody, whether you are an individual person or, you know, you're, they're a small little thing. Like it's not a ton of people that are involved in like actual positions and stuff. Like when you just go online and you just like blah, all your bad things about them, like they're going to be defensive. They're going to want to defend themselves and blah, blah. Like most people's general reaction to getting yelled and screamed at is like not, oh my gosh, like let's, right. let me really hear what you're saying. And do, do I you hear you that, and like, I'm going to take yeah. that. Like it's, it. I just feel like it's the wrong approach that people are having. Like I, like you were talking about earlier, like there are things to fix, mm -hmm. but you know what fixes things is like, having a good discussion as adults that's civil that is respectful that is laying out here are the issues that need to be addressed like how do we address them not just being like you guys suck you're the worst blah blah like there's got to be i agree and usa pickleball has to come to the table to dialogue and have these discussions with players with pros with refs whoever wants to be involved members everyone should have a say i agree but i feel like in this day and age where everyone just wants to get online and scream at whoever they don't like or don't agree with like that's not helpful and yeah. it's not but like that, i haven't want to like but that's that's the minority i would think that the, un unfortunately the the minority of people who are screaming are the ones that get the most attention, right? The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Because they're the loudest. They're mm -hmm. the loudest. I don't, I don't think that that is the, the vast majority of people. I think the vast majority of people would love to be able to sit down and be able to have conversations. How do you do that? I've looked. I don't, uh, again, I, like that's, I, I, I think, I feel <laughs> like, that's why I feel like USA Pickleball is probably very, like defensive right now well, and do, very do, kind of like feels attacked. Right. Do, do, do you think that led to their decision to potentially get rid of non-sanctioned tournaments affecting the UTPR rating? I mean, I can't speculate as to their decision-making, but I do feel like, I mean, I don't, that makes it sound like people are just like, have like personal grudges that they're taking out on the entire pickleball world. Um, so I don't want to just like speculate that that might be the case, but it, again, just like everything else, it's a bunch of humans and human beings were flawed creatures. And like, we have issues and problems and we don't handle everything the right way all the time. And we make mistakes and we need to apologize and, all the all these things so like it's a group of people that are trying to do their best like i know webby said there there are people in the organization that probably maybe don't have the best intentions for the sport as a whole at the forefront of their mind but i think most of them do 
And I think it's a tough spot to be in because again, like it's not something that changes overnight. And I, without a doubt, I know that they are hearing what's happening in the pickleball community. They are hearing it. They're getting it. They're getting texts and emails and calls. They, they know what's happening. Like they're not unaware. And so I feel like they, they want it to be better. They don't want people to be pissed and upset and think they don't do anything. Like they want it to be better just like everybody else. Like the majority of pickleball players that want the best for the sport and for the growth of the sport and to make it so that ultimately, hopefully in the very near future, we're in a place where, you know, there is one governing body. Maybe there's a separate nonprofit that's doing like good stuff for the sport. And then majority of pickleball players are members of said organization. Like that's of course the ideal end goal, but like it is going to be a process. And I feel like, again, if most pickleball players are willing to have this conversation and want to have this dialogue, like reach, like look on their website and see who is on the board. Do you know any of them? Have you heard, like, do you know somebody that you know is involved or does something or Webby is an ambassador? Like, Webby, hey, like, who can I reach out to? Do you think would be like the best person to reach out to at USA Pickleball? Like, I would love to send them a note and be like, hey, I know what you guys are trying your best and, you know, like everyone's really upset right now, but like, I support what you're trying to do. We want you to get better. We know you like just, I think it goes a long way to be like, Hey, like I get it. It's a little rough right now, but we want to like support you guys. How can we get better? Is there a way like just start the dialogue? You got to start the dialogue somewhere. Just, reach out to somebody that you know or find out somebody and just be like, hey, I know a lot's going down in the pickleball world right now and you guys are kind of getting a lot of slack. Like, what what's happening? Like, are you guys considering new changes? Are you considering this? Are you considering that? Like, I think this would be a really good idea, blah, blah, blah. But like, it's got to start somewhere. It's not going to change overnight. So I just feel like it's just, I feel like it's gotten a little out of control lately. Well, I think that obviously life happens in pendulum swings. I think the pendulum swing is going a certain way right now. And I hope that that will influence some good change in dialogue. But Webby, I know, you you know, you're, I would assume, and I, and Lauren, I'm going to speculate here. I would assume Webby, you're the closest to the USA pickleball than both of us simply because you are an ambassador. Do you, do you have anything more to kind of add to what we've been talking about here? Well, to answer Lauren's question, um, John, look up your local ambassador named John. He's the one to uh, to answer your questions. That uh, when Lauren asked who you should reach out to, John, John, <laughs> just yeah, John. It's like we uh, all no, have, I, we all we all have John. <laughs> yeah, John. no, like everybody. There's always a local ambassador named John, and he's a good dude. Like <laughs> ask him what's up. Uh, but it, no, I do have a serious question for both of you. And like one thing I love, uh, Morgan Evans has a great podcast, a, a pickleball podcast, and he always breaks things up with some trivia in between uh, the episode. Like he'll start interviewing somebody, then do some trivia with some random people, then finish the interview. And so I think now would be a good time for some trivia. So I want to ask both of you, do you know when the USA Pickleball Association was founded? And I'll start with Lauren. Ladies first, when do you think the USA Pickleball 
Association was founded? 2000 and eight. Okay, so the closest without going over is who's going to win. Eddie, what is your answer? Not, what do you mean? Not going over, meaning like if I guess like 1800 and it was 2006, I would win? I don't know. Isn't that what Price is Right does? You have to be closest without that is going true. over? <laughs> Price is yeah. Right rules. That's what the, the Price is Right rules apply here. All right. Well, I think Lauren's guess is pretty close, but to play the game, I think I'm going to have to go 2003 or I don't want to go over, so I'm going to have to go 2003. All right. Eddie was very smart with that answer. Uh, it's basically the $1 answer on Price is Right. But uh, yeah, it was actually way before either of you said 1984. Who's what? Is when the USA Pickleball what? Association was originally founded. Yeah, I mean no. it's definitely it's not what no, it, not no, what no, it no. is today. It, it obviously, it was in the two thousands. No, Come there's on. no way. There's no that way. That was according, like an entirely different thing. According to pickleballportal.com/slash/blog/slash/origins/pickleball/began forward slash it was 1984. <laughs> Here we go. USA Pickleball was formed in 2005 to promote the sport. It maintains the official rules, sanctioned tournaments, provides player. So come on, we have a 2005 like, isn't even listed we on this split, website. We split. Wait, we're like 30 like years right off. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh boy. Okay. 1980. Whatever. Look at this. Look what I've got yeah. in my hands right here. Oh, is that Jen's book? Mm -hmm. This is Jen's book. I don't know where I should look, what page to go to, but I'm going to find <laughs> the like, answer. I have a book <laughs> <here>. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's in here. So you guys go ahead and proceed. I will chime in when I have the answer according to Jen Lucor's book, Pickleball History. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Speaking, yeah, Speaking of Jennifer Lucor, she has a new show on APP TV. Mm -hmm. I Everybody saw that. watch it and subscribe. It's going to be a good time. By the way, Lauren, and I know I texted you this after I saw it. That was some seriously good stuff with Steve Deacon, man. To to get him to open up like that and share that to the world. Wow. Like that was that was probably I mean all right. Like what can you say? Thank you. Um most credit to Steve, obviously. He actually we talked ahead of time and he kind of was like, Hey, so I was thinking like, it might be cool to kind of go a little deeper. And I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he didn't really give me a guideline. We talked about like some stuff, but I definitely just kind of wanted to like feel him out of how serious he wanted to get on stuff or where the conversation led. We didn't like, I honestly didn't have anything planned ahead of time, really, in terms of what I wanted to specifically ask. But like all credit to Steve, like it's his story and he was willing to open up about it, which was awesome. And I think everyone really enjoyed it. And I mm -hmm. think I have completely shot myself in the foot in that every other show that I do is just going to pale in comparison. So apologies to Jocelyn, who's my guest tomorrow on my show. Cool. Yeah, you it's definitely little, set the bar. It's a little you lighter. The, yeah, you set the bar pretty high with that one. That's for sure. I'm expecting the Most comments definitely. of like, 
Your first show was better. <laughs> Were you able to use the footage from APP Punta Gorda for the Jocelyn one? I did. It? It's not, did. It wasn't that bad. No, it's oh, good. Okay. It was right. well. Then can you please give a little credit over over this way? Come on. Did you, sh were you, I mean, I know you were there. I was, I was getting yelled at the entire time, Eddie. So I was like very concerned with that aspect. I have no idea who was in the booth, but yes, Eddie was one of them. I was the main guy. I, I got him framed You uh, were? I didn't even on. know. I, was... I know. I get no credit. I get no, I get no respect. So uh, come on. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's all right. I know. I, I have an answer. About... Yeah. What is it? I have an answer for you guys. This is from... The History of Pickleball Book, written by Jen Lucor and Beverly Youngren. And it says, volunteers made up the first board of the USAPA in the year 1984. Well, guess I mean, what? I can see that that is true, but like, did that organization continue on till now? Like, is it the same organization with just like new people all the time? I probably not. not. I, I'm looking probably at the USA not, but I've got a website like USA Pickleball <laughs> website. They're claiming it's 2005 they were formed. So there's a discrepancy. Jen LaCour, come on, tell us, tell us the truth. Exactly. Right. Someone's yeah. lying. Yeah. <laughs> Bad intentions. Oh, man. The first USAPA notebook was published in March 1984. The first honorary member of the USAPA with card number 00001 was President Ronald Reagan. <laughs> what? All right. So is this is this the Mandela effect happening right now? You guys know what that is? Yeah, I do know what that is. is. That and speaking of that, there are some things that involved with that that blow my mind. So... Mm -hmm. Do, do, you know what, first, do, do you know what that? Yeah, do you know what that is, Lauren? <laughs> I think I did, but refresh my memory. So the Mandela Lauren, effect how'd... is. Oh, go ahead. Well, actually, what, yeah, I was going to say, Webby. Yeah. Go ahead. What you got to say? Yeah, Lauren, how how do you spell Berenstain Bears? Berenstain B E R E N S T E I N. Right. That's that's what I always thought, but that's if you. Right. Uh, According to uh, the history books, it's uh, it ends in A I N instead of E I N, and that just seems totally wrong yeah. to me. But apparently, that's, that's how it's always been, and so that is that is part of the Mandela effect because we have all. I feel like everybody I know. Oh, I'm it's sure like you, you think you Eddie, know myself, something. Well, like, we so all knew it ended with E I N, but. There's like this alternate universe it, yeah. where it was AIN and they wiped out all of our history books and everything we knew to show AIN. Well, we we, mer we merged or we became part of that parallel universe. So there, there's okay. there's a lot of things, right? Like, and the reason that's called the Mandela effect is because there is a significant portion of the population on this earth that swear that Nelson Mandela died in a prison in South Africa in the 80s. Okay. Mm -hmm. And obviously that. According to the history book, isn't now, there a movie with true. Denzel Washington about this? Yes, right. Okay, that's but, what. Yes, but guess what? There's also a movie, according to the Mandela Effect, where um, Sinbad plays a genie, 
and that never happened. And I swore that I saw that movie oh. when I was in middle school. Yeah, isn't it called Shazam? Wasn't Shazam. there a movie called Shazam yes. with Shazam. Sinbad? That's exactly my point. It doesn't exist. That's I not swear true. that, that exists. That's the real thing. <gasps> right? So Apparently that never happened. That never happened. <laughs> Berenstein Bears is spelled differently. Um, uh, uh, Curious George did not have a tail. Even though I'm pretty I sure. Uh, that, no, I think that was correct. That one that one's I correct. feel. Okay. Wait, isn't Shazam with Shaquille O'Neal? Well, so that's Kazam. Oh. Right. Yeah, it's like there's there's a whole website about all the Mandela effect things and it seriously blew my mind oh. and I I don't know the meaning of life anymore and I don't know who I am anymore because of it. Yep. So it's yeah, crazy. It's, it's all about the Mandela effect and it's yeah. So anyway. Like I, I am not I'm not kidding about. you. Like I people People Wait, are probably thinking I'm Toronto. just trying to be funny and stuff, but like it, it messed with my head. It messed with my head big time. Uh, the whole Mandela effect thing. Like there, there are a few things that were a little out there, but there were a bunch of things on there that seriously, like it messed with my head so much that like I, I almost had a panic attack. I'm not gonna lie. Like that's that's totally serious. So, so Steve, Steve did clarify still, in the alternate yeah, universe where it was created in the '80s. It was called the. United States Amateur Pickleball Association. So not oh, okay. the USAPA, what is now USA Pickleball. Someone said you okay. should get Steve right. on the show. I will happily concede my time if you want Listen, to get Pronto it, on. It, it's like 40 minutes after my bedtime. So <laughs> You're like, we we're done. Well, the, the funny thing is a lot of people think we've had Steve Peranto on our show before. We've never had Steve Peranto <laughs> on our show before. Some people think we've even, even had him on twice. <laughs> like, I don't even know who Steve Peranto, I don't even know yeah. who Steve Peranto is, but people think he's been on Have our show. It's him? the Mandela effect. Right? <laughs> no, he, he has been on. Have you put in a request? He, he, he has oh, been he on has. the show. Yeah. You guys yeah, have he's a been lot on of episodes. I haven't seen them all. Yeah. yeah. He's been a guest twice, and he's been on Pros Asking Pros a whole bunch of times. Multiple times. I love Steve. Steve, Steve is the bomb. I love Steve. And I feel like my my love for Steve is why I I am totally cool with the the drop serve because it was it's his baby. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I don't I love Steve too. I think it's great. I think it's okay to be able to to say that you love Steve and not necessarily agree with the drop serve rule. And I'm sure he would say the same back. Like it's nothing against him. I, I'm sure like obviously the guy wholeheartedly believes that it's great for the sport. We can disagree on it. Is there and that's awesome. Any is there going to be ever a rule change that everybody thinks is cool, though? No, you're not going to make any. Never. You're not going to make no. Happen. Never. No. Ever. No. Ever. Never going to happen. So it's like, again, I no, think. That, I mean, I agree. There needs to be serious thought behind it, but well, not everyone's going to love everything all the time. Like that's how that's life. Yeah, that's, and here's the thing. Yeah, and that's one thing that Eddie lens, and I. Right? Like, uh, sorry, Webby, real quick, but like the let serve, I'm actually all about it. And it's because I was in a tournament with notorious cheaters and twice I got a serve and the woman couldn't Ooh. return it. So she decided to call it a let. And so that pissed me off. And I know that that is rare, extremely rare. So to make a rule change that happens in that rare situation, I know is kind of crazy, but that's why I'm like, I'm actually okay with it because I don't ever want to be in that position again to where it's like, I'm ready to throw down with this woman on the court. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I'll Webby. be honest. I got I got burned by the the new no let serve rule 
but I still am all for it. Like I like it's just it's going to take some time to get used to, but I I think once people get used to it, it's going to be totally fine. And one thing I think that Eddie and I disagree on is the drop serve rule. Like I I am all for the drop serve rule. I think it's going to help uh, beginners in the game. I don't think the pro level players and high level players are going to adopt it as much as people think they are. Like it's I don't think it's going to cause a whole bunch of aces that people think it's going to. And uh, I think it's it's a good thing. And I told Eddie this before the show. I recently experienced the yips, and I went to the drop serve, and I did totally fine with it. And like I I think it's a good thing. I think it's going to help newer players, and I don't think it's going to impact higher level players that all that much that people think it's going to. I mean, I like I mean, like I one care. thing. Yeah. I mean, one thing, like Eddie said this earlier, he thinks that, uh, like, Tyson is going to use it as a weapon, but... I never said if that. So, oh, I, th- I thought you said that earlier, but, like, if, if it's going to be such a weapon, why isn't Tyson, Tyson using it now? He's had plenty of time to practice with it. All He's I not said using was, it. I've seen video of Tyson and Johnny using it, and it was a more aggressive serve. I never said they were right? going to use it. Okay. And, and I, I never think gave you my said opinion. Tyson's serve already is a weapon. Already is a weapon. Yeah. Which it is, right. just like Zane serve, even if he's not doing the spin or the Zane saw, is aggressive. Just like Johnny serve, yeah. I, sometimes I play against him, and if he wants to get a point on me, he'll rip one right on the middle line, and there's no way I'm going to get that back. So yeah. there are, I'm saying there there already are tools. It's just it. I think it's going to give them a little bit more, a little bit more of a of a weapon. Just like we've seen with Zane serve. What he was able to do to Tyson, don't get me wrong, Zane earned that that win against him at APP Punta Gorda on his own, but I do think that his serve with adding the topspin gave him a little bit of an advantage. Right, wrong, and different. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it definitely helps to have yeah. an aggressive serve yeah, but like, at that level. So, so pros start getting like much more aggressive serves, and then the pros adapt and learn how to return sure. better like yeah. that's the evolution of sports we don't want to just be like oh, okay well this is how this like that's just any sport someone's going to come up with something that like makes them better or makes it different and i feel like that should be i don't celebrated. i don't dis- i don't necessarily disagree with you i i, I want to just isolate it my comment is that i've seen a couple of the pros using it and i've seen it become a more aggressive serve what that's going to do to the sport I don't know. Is it enough to warrant a rule change to help the the minority of people who might be able to get the ball in this giant box kitty corner from them by dropping the ball? I I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily. I'm not convinced that that is the right move. I see all sides of it. Do you think that amateurs and pros should have different rules? I don't want to say I think they should. Do I think, though, that there are reasons why you would want to consider it? Yes. And do I think that having a governing body telling you that you can't is wrong? I mean, I think there there would be value in having, obviously not an entirely different set of rules, but like specific things that obviously you know are easier for pros to do or they can do more than the amateur player. But then again, like that's the other thing too, where it's like, what, 
is amateur than like 5-0 and below. And then just the pros are different. And cause it's like, there's a bunch of 5-0s that play up in right. pro all the time. And so there's what's a like, pro? Have we, have we even determined what a pickleball pro is yet? I don't, I don't know. That's, we don't have time for that discussion. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you bring up a valid point. Like who, like where, where is that line to me? Again, especially if the USA Pickleball is saying you either need to follow our rules or not be sanctioned. Well, if you're not sanctioned, then, I mean, do what you want. And it's almost like, I mean, every, every other sport to be a pro, like, you, someone tells you you're good enough to be a pro. Like, it's not, you don't get to just, like, show up and be like, I'm a pro, guys. Like, let me on the team. Like, mm -hmm. you, that, that doesn't happen. So it's kind of pickleball is a little unique in that like you get to choose what you are like which if in the future there were some sort of like criteria or whatever that was like yes we we have decided that as a whatever organization group whatever that you are at a pro level and can play pro that i think changes everything like well, if you it, have to like yeah. earn a pro spot well, don't you think that that's how a lot of the qualifier events for like nationals, for example, the open qualifiers, that's kind of, to me, uh, following suit to that. It's giving everybody the opportunity to be able to get into that top position where it's designated for professionals only. But if the, here's the other problem, right? Annalie Waters, her first tournament, she entered 3-0 and like during the tournament was moved to a 4-5 or whatever it was, because it's like mm -hmm. you have no business staying there there's a lot of people that are in that boat where it's like, I don't know, maybe I am pro, maybe I'm not, I'm going to show up to this smaller tournament. I'm going to play the open event and I'm going to see how I do to be able to let me determine that. If we start making it to where, especially these like smaller or mid tier events are like, well, you need to prove to yourself that you're a pro to be able to play the, the, you know, the money matches. I think that's a little premature given where we're at. Well, I think too, the other thing with every other sport is, like, it's not like you show up at a certain game or something and it's like a different set of people or different pros are like, oh, hey, like I came, whatever, the Clippers show up to play the Lakers and like all of a sudden half the pros are different people or they're not there. Like right. there's tournaments all over the country that one, don't even have pro or open divisions, which is yeah, I mo think a most lot don't. of them. Yeah, the majority Two, don't. There's a bunch of tournaments that do have pro open divisions and not, it's not like every pro shows up to every tournament. So you have like, these are the people you're competing against. Like, can you hang? So there's people that can probably hang when a certain section of pros are not there that couldn't hang if they were. So it's yeah. like, it's not always the same. So it's kind of like, oh, I could, I got third place in a whatever. Like, I'm not going to speculate with like who can whatever, sure. but it's like. There's just so many variables. But don't you feel like that's also another reason why it's a disservice to the players for USA Pickleball to make it to where it's either you're sanctioned and it affects your UTPR rating or not? Because I think what it's doing is it's forcing a lot of these tournament series to then have to make their own rules so they can come to that distinction rather than use a definitely flawed system, but one that the longer we keep it, the more accurate it's going to be. That's one of those things where... I can very easily say like, I just don't have all the information to even like be able to answer that. Cause I don't really understand 
all the ways like the UTPR is affected or not affected and like if tournaments because I think it correct me if I'm wrong like for a tournament like any tournament can be sanctioned they just have to like pay for it right they have to pay for it and then they have to follow the 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 guidelines of it and and I'm not 100% clear on the guidelines but I know they have to do with how many referees do you have per matches there's different there used to be different distinguishing uh, distinctions yeah. right? you had like um webby what is it mmo like metal match only um yeah, yeah there's like different levels there were different levels that would affect yep. your sanctionability i don't even know what the right term is and now i don't know it's like well if i don't if 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 i if i want to put on a good tournament but i don't have access to the number of referees and i don't meet sanctioning well what what am i going to do to to make sure that we're giving a, a fair ranking or, or rating to people. Yeah. See, that's the thing is like, I just think there's too, like, there's too many options. There's too many choices for people to make. Like, I think it's, I feel like it's one of those things where like, if you have kids, like, do, are you like, here's 20 different things you can choose for dinner. Like, which one do you want? Like that won't go well. So you tell them what they're having for dinner or you give them, maybe two choices because they're a child. They don't need a bunch or whatever. So I feel like it's not a perfect analogy, but I just feel like there's too, there's too many options. Like, Oh, you can be a sanctioned tournament or not. But then if you are, you have to do this. If you're not, you have to do this. Like, and it affects this and it doesn't affect this. It's like, there's two, there's so many, it's like a flow chart of like every different way to get to different outcomes. But don't you think if it's so rigid, then it's just going to open up the door for another governing body to come in and be able to say, well, here's our rules and they're more appealing to the masses and maybe people should sign on with that. Like, I, I think anytime you have, you, any, anytime you create very black and white distinctions like that. I don't, I'm not saying that. I don't think it has to be, I don't think it has to be very rigid or black and white. I just think there has to be a system that the majority of people can get behind or that makes mm-hmm. sense. So yeah. not that it has to be like, oh, follow this, blah, blah, blah. Like it just has to make sense and that everyone can be like, yeah, that makes sense. I can support that. Like that, like I can see, like right now it's very confusing. Like it's everybody I think is very confused about how everything works and like what affects what and how much and what does it matter and blah, blah, blah. Like, I am confused. I don't understand a lot of it, but I don't play a lot of tournaments and it's like, uh, there's just a lot of variables. So I just feel like not that it has to be rigid, but I think there has to be some sort of a system that can kind of like bring everything in to like one umbrella and kind of give everybody the same rules and guidelines. Not that it has to be crazy rigid, just it's got to get to the point where the majority of the sport is under the same umbrella. Yeah. And I think we're moving away from that. And I think that the USA pickleball making the rule of you're either sanctioned or not is one step away from that vision. I think there should be multiple opportunities for which rules you want to be able to follow, which ones you don't, that will lead to different levels of whatever that will affect your rating or ranking in whichever capacity that we want it. And it's a step in the wrong direction. So it would be like, let, for example, you're like high school, college, NBA, different rules or whatever. So basically, 
there could be a system where it's like, hey, like this is like level level one. Here are like the rules that you follow and what it means and how it affects. Here's two, here's three. And that everybody gets to like choose what to be. Well, I mean, think about it like this. I mean, and I'm sure this happens all the time and I am speculating a little, but I have good, a good feeling about this. I guarantee there are a lot of some of those mid to mid high level tournaments that have a pro bracket and then have all the amateur brackets. And if, if they're going to make a choice of who moves to a single or, or a round robin versus double elimination, they're going to be more likely to affect the amateurs and put rules that they might not necessarily want versus the pro bracket. And I'm okay with that. But th there, there already is a different feel for what rules are going to be applied or how things are going to be structured from the pro side versus the non-pro side anyway. I think we're fooling ourselves if we think that that doesn't happen in some capacity out there. So why mm -hmm. not let it be, here are the options, or these are the different levels. If there's money on the line, maybe the tournament should be structured a certain way versus another way. And it should be a, 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 a rule in there or something that is allowable. I think, yeah, I think, I mean, I think unfortunately that what's happening is kind of, you know, just kind of like what you guys were talking about, like the country in general, I feel like people are making maybe some rash decisions based on feelings or, you know, based on what someone else has done. And so they're reacting to it versus a really good open conversation and discussion between you know, like players, refs, tournament directors, board members of different organizations. The, like, I feel like there should be like a United Nations summit of pickleball people where like every organization pickleball that exists now just like yeah. comes together and everyone just like says what they need to say. And everybody is like, all right, this is not working. Like, how can we get on the same page and I feel like it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of division right now and we need to come together a little bit more I don't know I mean I don't know what that looks like I don't know the solution and I think that's the million dollar question as it were so well I think our job as part of pickleball media which we all are is to continue to raise awareness to have about this to have conversations to express our opinions, but we be open to hearing others and also provide entertainment so people are still drawn to the sport. That's right. Do you, do you guys like my picture of Orlando Bloom? <laughs> it's signed by Orlando Bloom from Pirates of the Caribbean. I got it at a Christmas party as a white elephant gift and it is displayed proudly. <laughs> that like nice. that's legitimately his signature. A hundred percent. It's got like the it's got like an authenticity that's, certificate in it. That's oh that, that's how you that's how you know it's real. So yeah, that's something to be, yeah. be very proud of. It's like in go it's in like gold marker too. It's a good time. Just on a side note. That's right. Well I don't know Bedtime? about you guys, but yeah it's like it's like an hour and 
plus past my bedtime. And I, I think, uh, I think our friend so uh, Chris Medina is out there watching and yes, the Naples police are going to start coming knocking on the door <laughs> oh, here no. real soon. Right. So, yep. Yeah. Nine thirty. If you're up past nine thirty, they come knocking like you need to get to bed, son. That's what they say. But yeah, it, to conclude today's events, I just think like basically what needs to happen, Connor Pardo and Ken Herman are going to be on the next episode of the podcast to kind of discuss this whole, this whole thing, and then there'll be peace in the uh, the pro pickleball world. <laughs> Little flowers and butterflies from now on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. Cool. And everyone gets a puppy. Yes. Um, Lauren, I'm going to see you in March, right? You know it. Delray Beach. Yeah. Looking forward to it. That'll you be and me. fun. Yes. Rocking it out. Yes. Anything else you want one to do? Days... Oh, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, one of these days I'll start traveling again and maybe I'll see you two in person at some point in the next year or two. Know. Who knows? <laughs> maybe. It'll be fun. We'll get there. I just read yeah. today that they think that like the general public should be able to start getting vaccinated in April. So I'm pretty, pretty stoked about that. So we'll see what happens, but hopefully on the way up. But uh, yes, to wrap it up uh, at eight, please, everyone go subscribe to the APP TV YouTube page. You'll find all of the amazing live streams, mm -hmm. but also all of the cool new shows that we have. A lot of awesome original content, including my show, which is also tomorrow for episode two with Jocelyn Devier. Devillier? Devillier? I don't know. I just, I just <laughs> always. Nice. Every time. Sometimes I say it and he's like, oh, that's pretty good. And other times he's like, close. Yep. Mm. Oh, and I if I say his name 10 times, it comes out 10 different ways. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I swear I teach myself the proper way to say it and it comes out different every single time, every single yep. time. But the yeah, challenge. seriously, the, I just remember the, the APP TV stuff is awesome. Yep. I highly recommend everybody tune in, subscribe, watch it. It's good stuff. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff. I was just going to say, I remember what's really funny is I was live streaming at the Chicago Open in 2019, and it was the first time I ever saw Pat and Jay were there playing, and I, I forget who they were playing, but I went over to live stream them, and I literally had no idea who they were, <laughs> had never seen them before, had never heard of them, and I was basically like, you can't it still exists on my live with Lauren Facebook page. Oh no. I think it's under pro pickleball. Yeah, it's on pro pickleball, but it's on there. And I'm literally being like, sorry guys, I don't know who these people are. And I a hundred percent said Jay Devilliers because I'm an <laughs> yeah. idiot. And so I'm like, well, I've come a long way. So yep. progress. <laughs> Great job. People still mispronounce his name. I heard it at World Pickleball Championship, so it happens. Well, can I tell you guys something kind of funny about uh, one of my first pro player experiences? Do we have time, or do you have to go to bed, Eddie? Should we, go should we wrap ahead. this up? It's, I mean, at this, point, at this point, I'm not going to get any sleep tonight anyway, so just go ahead. <laughs> so the 2019 Great Lakes Regionals, it happened in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And uh, actually, I think, Lauren, I think you... 
you and Cal Stilenko, I think, were there, but I didn't know who either of you were at the time. So, like, we yeah, didn't I think so. cross paths. But I'm pretty sure we were in the same place at the same time. But anyway, I was super excited because um, Cassandra Gurky was there, and she was playing with this guy named Zane something. And I like I I had no idea who Zane Evertill was at the time, and I didn't like I couldn't remember what his last name was. So I did a, a vlog video, and if you pay attention to it. In that uh, that vlog I did, I only refer to him by his first name. I call him Zane because I could not remember what his last name was, and uh, that was my first time ever meeting him. He was super nice and he was a great player, but I had no idea who he was. I was only excited about meeting Cassandra Gurky, um, but I was like, "Oh yeah, my our good friend Cassandra Gurky and her partner Zane uh, are playing here." And, <laughs> this uh, guy just, Zane, this loser, I don't know yeah, who he is. One right? name right. only. Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. this nobody that's never going to go anywhere in pickleball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, he seems yeah, real uh, skinny. I don't think he's gonna be able to hit the ball very hard. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. He's got uh, he's got no future. He's got no future in pickleball. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. That might have been the funniest <laughs> thing you've ever said. <laughs> I love it. I'm nice. Funny. I love I'm this. I love this thinking around show because literally Eddie and I had nothing planned for tonight. Zero. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. nothing. We usually have at least one or two topics, somewhat plans to to discuss tonight we had absolutely zero and we decided to go for it and i feel and, like this is a, a very memorable night and this ended up being probably our longest episode of dinking around by far so there we go <laughs> yep nice sorry thanks for letting me hijack it guys you're welcome lauren i will see you in march webby will see you in like 2025 when he decides to travel again exactly yeah eventually <laughs> yeah one of these years when it once i'm a well, once i'm City. part of the senior division i'll see you guys oh yeah no yeah we'll all be there because i'm that's only two and a half hours from me so i'm i'll be there no matter so what i will he's be good there with two and a half hours but not any further <laughs> yeah if i have to get I in a plane see, I, I didn't i didn't like traveling in planes before covid yeah you're just with using covid excuse <laughs> you don't want to fly just just say <laughs> right what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, uh, oh yeah. COVID. I, I can't fly because of COVID, but <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Nope. Can't do that. Can't come over. Can't go out. Nope. COVID the best excuse. Yep. I mean, it's like right. having kids. Like the only reason to have kids is so that you can be like, I can't, I have the kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. No other reason to have kids ever. The kids, man. Yep. As, uh... yep. The Kids, you know, yeah. I can't, My... I can't come, can't come to your party. I got the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Mine are teenagers now, so I can't even use that excuse anymore. <laughs> I know. Eddie, what's our excuses when we try to get out of stuff? We're, we're smart, and we thought about our life and realized that kids will make it to where it's like so much harder. And Here's the best <laughs> thing about our, our lives, Eddie, is that I'm at a place where I don't need a reason to say no. If mm -hmm. I don't want to come, no, I don't nope. want to come. Not Sorry. Interested. Like, I... Yep. There's nothing anyone can guilt trip me into or like peer pressure me into. I'm literally like, <laughs> no, mm -hmm. no, 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 not interested. That That is something I've noticed. Like people like the younger, like people that are 10 and 20 years younger than me, like they don't know how to say no. I have no problem mm -hmm. saying no. <laughs> like if they yep. ask me if like, yep. hey, you want to, you want to come to this party or nope. event? Uh, nope. Sorry. Can't do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> so people awful. on the younger side. People on the right. younger side, like they agree to everything. And then when it comes time to do the event, they're like, they just don't show up or they're like, oh, sorry, uh, I couldn't do it. Like at the last minute. That's because they still desperately care about people liking them. <laughs> but little the do they know. The older you get, when, you're like, when, I don't care. When the, when the, 
when they no show, it makes me hate them with a passion. <laughs> yep. That's right. Oh, this was fun, guys. All right. Well, I'm going to force us to. I, I, I feel like. Do when, it. Say no. Say no, yeah. Eddie. No more. No. I'm ending this. Lauren, <laughs> always good to see you. Can't wait to see you again in March. And this is the here's an example. We all don't agree on all the same topics, but we have a good conversation about it. Let's do That's this, right. guys. Let's keep moving forward with this type of, of, of attitude. Love it. Bye, Bye guys. Love you. See you all right. Later. See ya. Good seeing you. Wow. This has been the longest episode of Dinking Around, but it was good, man. A lot of good topics brought up. I'm really yeah. excited we were able to have that oh, for sure. conversation. I'm sorry we put you in a weird spot. I know that you're an ambassador to USA Pickleball, so obviously it's like, you you see them differently than the rest of us. So I hope we didn't put you in any weird spots this evening, but I'm glad that we were all able to bring up the points that were important to us. For sure. And to be honest, I do feel like I'm in a weird spot, but I don't think it was because of you or Lauren. I think USA Pickleball itself is putting people like myself in a weird position because they're doing things that a lot of us don't necessarily agree with. And uh, yeah, it's it's kind of tough because I, like, I do think the USAPA originally had very good intentions and maybe they still do. Um, but I, I totally agree with the people. Like I totally see why people have a problem with what's going on in the current state of pickleball. And uh, yeah, hopefully things get better in the near future, but maybe it's time for a revolution folks, the pickleball revolution. Maybe it started, maybe it hasn't, who knows? But all I know is that it's good to have these conversations. Let's keep having them. Let's keep yep. getting it out there. And let's keep providing facts and opinions and entertainment mm -hmm. in the pickleball world because we all love this sport. And I think that any disagreements we might have all comes from the same place. And that's our passion for the growth of this sport. That's right. And that's, that's one thing that's like, you can't deny the pickleball community is very, very passionate. And uh, I love that fact. And just keep it up, everybody. Keep your passion going. Keep it going. Webby, this has been over three hours of live streaming, which means <laughs> we I'm I'm exhausted. I can't even think. Yeah. And I don't know what else to say, but good times tonight, man. Hope you had fun. I know I did, right? I did too. And I feel like tonight was just a, a great example of what this whole dinking around with Eddie and Webby is all about. You never know what's gonna happen. And uh it was another one for the history books. That's right. Well, on that note, I'm Eddie. And until next time, this is Webby, not Eddie, signing off. So, yeah.